Welcome to Living Life on the Max with Keisha B. Spivey, a weekly podcast that will challenge you and encourage you to live your best life yet. Hello and welcome to Living Life on the Max. I'm Keisha Spivey and I'm so excited to continue our conversation on overcoming stress. And like I said last week, you know, stress is all around us. There's some things coming at us that we can't do anything about. There's situations we can't change. I'm not talking about all that. I'm talking about the things that you bring upon yourself. I'm talking about the self-inflicted stress that you create for you. You know, there are things we can escape, but there are also some things that we can stop creating. You know, I as I was preparing for this lesson, I thought about how much time we spend talking about coping with stress, but we don't spend enough time evaluating where it's coming from. We don't spend enough time thinking through the process of what we could have avoided, what we could have minimized, what we could have eliminated altogether, which is why I am talking to you on this subject. I talk to people all the time, so stressed out. They are so overcome by anxiety. They are fretting. They are busy. They are frustrated and they are not enjoying their life. And the more I counsel, the more I coach, the more I hear people talking about stress that they have created for themselves. And the only person that has the power to uncreate that, to stop that, to derail that, and to adjust that is us. So as we're talking through these um, these, these weeks of conversation, I want us to become honest. And I guess I'm subtitling this thing, you know, looking in the mirror, because at the end of the day, only you can control your life. Only you can control the decisions that you make, which means you're in control of a lot of the consequences that you bring upon yourself. You know, last week, just a quick recap, we talked about knowing what you wanted to accomplish. And through this entire series, I've used Jesus as the model. Why? Because I can't think of anybody else who faced more pressure, who had more opposition, who had more things coming at him. But one thing that we discovered is that he always stayed the same. And we talked last week how when Jesus was confronted, you know, and to hold to go do this and to be pulled this direction, he said, I know where I came from. And I know where I'm going. He knew what he was aiming to accomplish. And unless we plan our lives, unless we establish our priorities, we're going to be pressured by other people. We're going to be pressured by circumstances to do what they think is important for us. So literally every day of our lives, we're either living by our priorities or we're living by pressure. There is not any other option. And so in order for us to live by priorities, we have to learn how to focus. Yes, I said focus. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Learning how to focus on one thing at a time. And I know I'm already losing some of you because you are so distracted. You're so derailed. You're so all over the place. You're asking yourself, how is it that I can get centered in on one thing when there's so many things fighting for my attention? You know, I mentioned earlier about Jesus and his example and him modeling for us what it's like to overcome these pressures. And what we see when we look at him is that he refused to be distracted by matters that were not his assignment. He refused to operate with broken focus. Everywhere he went, people were trying to interrupt him. Everywhere he went, people were pressing in on him. But he did not allow good things to keep him from the God thing. He stayed 
focus. He did not allow the needs and the pressures of everybody around him and everything around him to stress him out. Everybody had a plan B for Jesus. Everybody had something else that he could be doing. Just like everybody's got a plan B for you. And unless you are determined to stay in that perfect plan, A, you will find yourself derailed into what I call the B plan, which is a permissive plan. You will reroute yourself into a plan that might be permittable, but is it perfect? Is it the best plan for you? You know, as I mentioned Jesus being interrupted, I, I he always stayed tra- on track with his goal. He kept doing what he needed to do. He kept doing what God had told him to do. He was focused. He was determined. He was persistent. He was committed. He was a finisher. I taught a series last week on him when he said it's finished, what that meant. He was a finisher. You know, he was presented, y'all, with tons of good ideas. He had tons of good causes coming at him, tons of good things that he could do. But he stayed focused. He stayed focused on the God thing. He stayed focused on the assignment. And right there, I just got to pop in here for a moment and ask you, do you know what your God thing is? Do you know what your assignment is supposed to be in this season? Not last year, not next year, but for such a time as this, do you know what it is that you're supposed to be accomplishing? If you don't know what it is, you definitely can't finish it because you can't even identify it. So I just want to challenge you to decide on the most important thing that you need to do and you need to see it through to completion. You need to finish it. When you finish it, when you commit to finishing, then you realize that you were capable all along, that you were able to focus and get it done. Without focus, you won't be able to do this. You know, when we literally spread ourselves thin, we are literally diffusing our efforts. And I know we, the world has sold us this lie that we can do everything all the time, and we can't. But what happens is as you're diffusing your efforts, you're becoming ineffective, As you're diffusing your efforts, you're becoming stressed out. You're becoming overwhelmed by pressure. You're becoming overcome by unrealistic expectations because you're trying to do too many things. Yeah, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And you definitely can't do everything at the same time. When you think about diffusing efforts, I immediately start thinking about a diffused light. And what it does, it produces a hazy glow. Whereas light that's concentrated, it produces fire. So look at your life right now. Are you hazy? Are you living in a fog? Or are you on fire, accomplishing something, focused on something, becoming something, fulfilling the purpose on which you were sent to earth to fulfill? You know, I mentioned earlier about Jesus and all the interruptions. He didn't allow them to prevent him from concentrating on his goal. He didn't allow all these things to keep him from completing the process. And neither should you. He stayed focused. He didn't allow other people to make him tense. He didn't allow other people to stress him out. He didn't allow anybody else to just irritate him on the process. And he's our example. He's our example. He modeled for us how to stay focused. He modeled for us how to finish strong. He modeled for us how to overcome pressure and how to overcome stress. No, multitasking is a buzzword, but I actually honestly believe multitasking is the trick of the enemy. And you might not agree with me on that. And I remember a day and a time when I didn't agree with me on that. But life has taught me otherwise. Proverbs 425 says, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Let your 
eyes look directly forward. And as I sat on that verse and as I thought about it for a moment, it's literally impossible for me to make my two eyes look in two different directions at the same time. I can't do that. I can't look to the left and look to the right and look straight at the same time. Our eyes are designed to work together while they're aimed at a target. So if our eyes are designed for that, what about your life? What about your mind? You know, being multitasking literally is spreading our mind a thousand different places at the same time. And then we think we're going to be effective. We think we're going to be productive. We think we're going to finish. I don't think so. You can't focus on more than one thing at a time and do it well. It's not possible. I know we've convinced ourselves that it is, but it is not. That's a lot from the pit of hell. Take it from someone who's having to every single day prioritize and focus because I got a list, a whole bunch of things that need to be done, but I can't do it all. So I have to prioritize and then I have to focus because one of the things I have discovered through the years is there's a difference in a half-hearted effort and a fully devoted effort. There's a difference in what, what, how it literally presents itself is the outcome. And what I have learned is outcome matters. Quality matters. Effectiveness matters. Excellence matters. And you can't do that trying to juggle a thousand different things at one time. You know, I saw a quote that said, multitasking is the art of messing up several things at once. And I know we don't like to look at it that way, but it is so true. And there is a temptation to multitask everything. But guess what? You cannot multitask presence. Let me say that again. You can attempt to multitask to-dos and, and, you know, projects, but you cannot multitask presence. Sit, sit on that for a minute. You cannot multitask presence. You can't physically be present more than one place at a time. So why do you think you can mentally be present at, at, at multiple places at one time? You can't. You can't. I want you to stop. Think about this for a moment. Take a look in the mirror. Are you being pulled in a million different directions all at the same time? Be honest. Take a look at your schedule. Take a look at yesterday. Take a look at last week, those 168 hours you spent last week. Were they scatterbrained or were they focused? Think about it. Be honest with yourself. You know, They tried to constantly distract Jesus from his goal in life. And Luke 4.42 tells us what his response. It says, at daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place and the people were looking for him. And when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. The people tried to hold him back. People tried to, they wanted him for their purposes. They wanted him to stay with them. They had, you know, ulterior motives. They had a plan B for him. They had an agenda for him. They tried to keep him from leaving them. But Jesus had a job to do. He had to leave. And that still didn't stop them from trying to make him stay. His response to them was, I was sent here with a job to do. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to stay focused. I'm not going to let you take me off track. These are good causes and you're good people. But I have a God assignment and I have to stay focused on that. You know, I opened up talking about Jesus saying, wait a minute. I know who sent me. I know what I'm here to do. I know what I'm here to accomplish. Do you know why you were sent? Is part of the reason that you're operating with so much stress and frustration and agitation is because you are all over the place? 
You know, Jesus knew his mission. He knew his assignment. He knew his purpose. Do you know yours? Do you know yours? Or are you allowing all this multitasking, all these multiple unfinished, incomplete, half done projects to make you feel important instead of throttling back and becoming purpose focused? Because if you're living all over the place and you got tons of things going on and you're not enjoying a purpose driven life, then you are living out of focus. Think about some binoculars. I was on a trip recently and it took me a moment to get the binoculars focused because at first everything was just a big furry mess, blur. It was a blur. But once it came in focus, I could see miles away. Maybe not miles, but long distances away because the, the, it was in focus. Imagine if your life got in focus. So I just want to help you. If you're living with broken focus and you're being scatterbrained and you're being pulled to and fro in a thousand different ways, I want to give you a couple quick tips on how to get back on track. And I want you to start out simple. I don't need you to go get 1,200 calendars and all these organizers and all this other stuff that you're not going to use that you've already got that you've been trying to use for the last 10 years that haven't helped you. I just want to give you three quick points on how to start simple. Number one, decrease your distractions. Decrease your distractions. What are the things right now vying for your time and attention that keep interrupting you? For me, one of my biggest distractions is my cell phone. It's my cell phone. So I've had to go into my cell phone and put in there, do not disturb times that is not ringing so that I'm not pulled in that direction because I can be focused and working an assignment and get a call and somebody else's lack of planning all of a sudden is expected to be an emergency on my part. And now it's become a distraction, but it's broken my focus. And not every assignment is mine. Not every assignment is yours. And so decrease your distractions. If it's TV, cut it off. If it's, you know, playing a game or doing whatever it is that you do, literally decrease them. You take ownership of your life and decrease, decrease the things that are distracting you from living a focused life. Number two, minimize social media. Yeah, everybody's living life. And you shouldn't be living yours through the lens of everybody else. Minimize social media. You know what? Is it good to get caught up? Absolutely. Can you find some real cool things on it? Absolutely. But your life should not be driven by social media. Minimize it. Set times that you'll get on or set times that you'll catch up. But I know people who spend hours on social media. I know people spending hours playing games. And that works for you great. But... Can you really be focused? Can you really be accomplishing much? If you got six hours a day to, to be in everybody else's business, are you really being about your business? Are you being about the father's business? If you got that much excess time to not prioritize or be effective with. And the third thing is take care of your temple. And I, it's sad, but we have to say this. Are you eating right? Are you eating healthy? Are you exercising? Are you getting rest? Are you drinking water? These things sound so simple and so basic, but I talk to a whole lot of people a whole lot of the time who aren't doing the basics. So how are you gonna have a purpose-driven life if you're not taking care of your temple, if you're not feeling well, if you don't have energy, if you're just lethargic and you can't even focus because you've not put fuel in your body? You know, we wanna talk about being focused. How about position yourself in a posture that you can be focused? Be in a position that your life can, can be instrumental in doing the things it's supposed to be done. That, it, that you can be in a position to be a difference maker. That you can literally change the world. How about start changing yours? 
You can't do that with broken focus. You can't do that if you're scattered all over the place. You can't do that if you don't know why you're here and what you're supposed to accomplish. You can't do that without prioritizing your life. Got to learn to focus. So my challenge to you, get still. You know, and a good indicator of your lack of focus if you can't be still. If you can't be still with yourself for a moment and have a conversation about the things that are pulling you off track, that's a problem. If you can't literally look in the mirror and be honest with yourself about what you're accomplishing and what you're not accomplishing, about your time wasters and your time thieves, if you know, then you're not living a focused life. And here's what I have learned through the years, and I learn it more and more every day. The more focused I become, the more fulfilled I become. Why? Because I'm not just wasting time. I'm investing my days into something that matters. I'm investing into something bigger than me. I believe that focus and fulfillment go hand in hand. And when you are fulfilled, you're not allowing excess pressure and stress to overwhelm you. You're not feeling the weight of all the cares of everything else because you have a focus. You are purpose-driven and you are fulfilled as you're aiming to finish the race that's set before you. So that's my word to you today. On next week, I'm going to come at you again and I'm going to talk to you about stop trying to do everything yourself. Stop trying to be a superhero. Stop trying to save the world and think you can do it all by yourself. And there's so much pressure and so much stress that comes with being a Lone Ranger. And so we're going to take some time next week to deep dive into that. So until then, do you to the max and minimize your stress. It doesn't, life doesn't have to be that difficult. God bless. And I will talk with you next week. Mm -hmm.